Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. You are now listening to the micro version of the Reality Is podcast. Please excuse any technical difficulties heard throughout this episode. Keep up with all things the Reality Is at www.thearealityis.com. This is Anthony Robbins, host of the Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. This is Anthony Robbins, host of the Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. We give y'all real, real more. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. Believe me, I'm probably a a pornologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now listening to The Reality. What's up, man? This is Anthony Roberts. The reality is supported by Blog Talk Radio, the world's largest online talk radio hosting platform. So create your own internet radio show or podcast at blogtalkradio.com. Also, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Blog Talk Radio. And be sure to leave us a rating or a review. We don't give a shit if it's a good review. We don't give a shit if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Shout out to iTunes for choosing our podcast also to be featured on the new and noteworthy section this month under the Black Experience tab on iTunes. We appreciate the love for that. And I just want to say, what's up, man? We got Frank Minicon. We got uh, Brandon Spillman. For y'all don't know, who don't know Brandon, he's been on a couple of podcasts. He did like a one-on-one podcast at the beginning. He's my girlfriend's best friend. So, you know, you may hear some bias shit on this episode. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> on, this episode, on this episode today. How you doing today, Frank? I'm good. You ain't Frank. No. Dude, I'm I Frank, man. Frank. Yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing very well. No complaints here. What's up with you, Brandon? I'm here. You like you just woke up, man. Everything good? Uh, I just came from the gym. Oh, I started to go, bro, but I ain't having any today. He was productive. He went to work and the gym today. Oh, I ain't go nowhere. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought he said work out. Oh, okay. <laughs> he ain't go that. But nah, man, with Black History Month kind of being what it is, for me personally, I'm not going to lie, I've really never celebrated Black History Month outside of like church or school. Mm-hmm. So my question, I wanted to start. Have you either? No, I haven't. Is there a reason why? Um, I mean, I don't really feel like we just need a month. I mean, if you're going to talk about Black History, it should be. Trying to educate ourselves every day. Consistently. So, what do you like about being black? If you wanted to start, I'll start with Frank since he's like probably 100% <laughs> black in here. Me and Brandon black, but we like a little brown hey, skin. Hey, man. Black as they come. Wait, heartthrob never black and ugly as ever. However, no, you know what, man? You know, the beautiful thing about being black is that, you know, we, we just create our own lane. You know what I mean? We do yeah. We do us. And everything that we do is is stylish, you know what I mean? It's soulful. It's almost like we have a connection to the to the universe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we just we're just majestic and we're we're rhythmic and you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just I'm just I think if I wasn't black, I would want to be black. Well, <laughs> Except jump, for all of the white folks band. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean I just I just I mean it's just so we're just so 
stylish and um, everything that we have and what we exude, people want. So, um, you know, I mean, we can be ourselves no matter what it is because whatever we do individually is still accepted as, you know, popular. Yeah. You know, so it's not even about competing with other black folks. So you could just do you and be different than the next guy, but you'll still be looked upon as somebody who's who's in the end. You know what I yeah. mean? So what about you, Brandon? What, what would you? What do you um, like about being black? I like our our uh, resilience. Yeah. So I mean, clearly we've been through hell and back, and we're back in hell again. <laughs> um, but I mean, we just consistently persist through all of that, and and always come up, come out ahead. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it, I know for me, first of all, I love being black. I wouldn't trade it. I say it all the time. But it's funny because. I always think about when you're walking in like a nice building, like you're in corporate, you're in state, right? State work? County. Okay, county. County. So it's one of those things where it's like when you're walking, do you ever notice how even like if you walk out in this hallway and you see a white person, they'll look down before they get to you. And a lot of times, back in the day, I used to get mad and be like, damn, they just going to look down like they don't even want to acknowledge me. But in my mind, as I'm older now, I was kind of like, well, you got them right. Look now, (laughs) bow your head, whatever the case, because you are in the presence of a king. We are descendants of kings and queens and Mm -hmm. i always think like i used to get mad and i'm like they're so scared or we have such a presence that you can't even look us in the eye Mm -hmm. and then if we have meetings with them or any other race we look them in the eye and sometimes we almost intimidate them yes and not almost we do intimidate them because they don't know what to say they don't know how to react around us so for me personally i just like being black because for one of course, you have to work twice as hard to get twice as, as much. Mm-hmm. But for me, I look at it from a perspective of the benefits of it is, as an athlete, you didn't have to do shit. You can, <laughs> in high school, I used to eat whatever the hell I want right. to, do whatever I want, didn't take none of that protein and shit, came in, worked, outlived somebody, right. outworked somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I love. I love black culture. I just love it from the skin tones and mm-hmm. the different complexions and how we can make albino babies we can have people who damn near look white we can have yes. people who is dark we can have people yeah. who are chocolate like we make so many different things mm-hmm. every strand every strand i remember when me and artesia visited uh new orleans a couple years ago we met a, a street well we he's a homeless but they called themselves the street people and his mm-hmm. name is flopa and i did a podcast on that and he talked about how he would see like dark skinned people dark as you dark as me with like green eyes mm-hmm. brown eyes yeah. light brown eyes and he was like we make so many different types of people. Right. And he talked about a woman who was like, uh, she was Cajun, he said, and she was like light skin, like reddish, like reddish brown hair. And he was mm-hmm. like, she literally had red eyes. And I was like, you mean contacts? <laughs> and he was like, I'm telling you, we create these red type of eyes. people. Now red could be like an amber color, which right. is, could oh, be like okay. hazel or considered that, uh-huh. considered that, but they called it red. Just like mm-hmm. you, a redhead is really not a redhead. It's, right. They looks like orange or, Burn yeah. orange or Trump orange. Trump orange. <laughs> Cheeto <laughs> dust. Yeah. So, but that was one of the things, man. So if you, if you could, I know a lot of times I always think, what would I take away from the culture or bring to the culture mm-hmm. for black people if I could? So starting with Brandon on this one, if you could add anything to the culture or take anything away from the culture of black people, what would it be? Um, I think what I would add is I think we need to be more supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we always have each other's back, like, or support the black businesses or what have you. I mean, I mean, me personally, I, I, I know I don't always, but, I mean, if I see it, it's not always brought to my attention where I can support yeah. the, the black business. But if I have the chance, then I definitely will. So I definitely think that's what I would, 
I wish that it was uh, more present. More present. Okay. And what would you add to the culture? Did you say add or take away? Add. So what would you take away from the culture? Um, that what was it called? The crab in a bucket. Oh, crab in mm-hmm. a barrel mentality. Yeah, barrel. To yeah, pull each other yeah. down. I'm gonna go and then I'll skip to 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 Frank. I would say one thing I would really like to take away from black people is close, like the closed-mindedness. Mm-hmm. I guess if you can, if you will, like not to be funny, being closed-minded about gays, being closed-minded about dating outside your relationship, being closed-minded mm-hmm. about. Uh, not to be funny, even helping each other and the, the 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 knowledge that we have, not passing it on, being closed minded about really just everything, because mm-hmm. I feel like it hampers us and it holds us back. Mm-hmm. Even like not even just sexuality, but sexual, uh, well, not just sexual preference, but sexuality, because so many, I feel like a lot of black women are caught in that bubble of what they can't do, mm-hmm. which causes issues with relationships and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah, you know, I mean. What I was thinking really is along the same lines of what you guys are talking about. It's just that connection. Like what I would add to it is 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 more of that connection on a, on a larger scale, and not only with just African Americans in yeah. America, but just mm-hmm. the connection with Africans all over. Yeah. Um, you know, because we we have the same struggles and we we have the same challenges uh, just in different places. Yeah. But uh, of course, we have to start with home. So the the just the collective. African Americans in whatever cities and states and all that, um, and supporting each other, same thing, just to support each other and not have that crabs in the barrel or just flip the crabs in the barrel and instead of us pulling each other down, we pull each other up out the barrel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that when we when we do that, there's a lot of uh, positives and success that we can uh, you know speak on. So when we talk about when I talk about black coming together, with Frank being your Liberian, right? Mm-hmm. So I know for me, I think I've talked about it on the podcast several times where it's like you hear about Africans, like pure blood Africans don't like mm-hmm. African-Americans. Yeah. Are you aware of that? Yes. Do you know why or have you heard why? Well, this is this is in my opinion, you okay. know, based on my observation and experience, I think what it is, because most of the obviously I've never been to Africa. I was yeah. born here. We were we were born here. But my family, like my mother and father, were born in Africa. Yeah. They came here to have us. But I think that most of the people that I deal with, Africans that I deal with, um, were born there and came here. And I think what they see is that, you know, when, 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 when foreigners, not even just Africans, but when foreigners come to this country, they have a mission. You know what I mean? They have a goal. I'm coming to this country for a reason, to do this and do that. And I'm not going to let any foolishness you know, kind of distract me from my goal. But if you think about African-Americans, how they see African-Americans is very comfortable and very uh, lazy and not, not driven. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you don't really, you don't have the same drive that I have because when I came here, I had a goal because of where I'm coming from is totally different. Different, And this is an opportunity for me. But when you have somebody who's, and you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but when you have somebody who's, who's grown up here, I think there's a different mentality about the things that I need to be doing to further myself in life. True. You know, so I think that that's part of it. And we even, I think we even, and I think a lot of times Africans are misunderstood. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is like a lot of times they'll come here and we crack jokes on them. Mm -hmm. Not like maybe we, but you know, we as a people, we crack jokes on them. And I used to be that person, like when I first moved here, not cracking jokes, but I remember this guy who was from uh, Ethiopia Mm -hmm. and he was working with me at Walmart and we would be out there and I'm like, okay, we already working in the fucking heat. And then he would be out there with no deodorant on, and I'm like, bro, you were stinched before you even, before he even came out in this heat. 
So I remember, I, I, and I didn't even like dog him, but mm-hmm. I've always been straightforward. So I remember approaching him one day and I said, his name was Manuel. I said, hey, Manuel, uh, you ever thought about, you know, I was like, do you use deodorant? And he was like, what are you trying to say? And I was like, I'm not trying to like, I'm really not trying to like come at you like that, but I'm just telling you. Yeah. All he talked about was dating women and doing these things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, in America, bro. You got to get that bar. Right. You got you got to get that bar and you got to make use Speed of that stick. bar. You got to you got to get the bar of soap and then you got to get that bar. It's important. It's important. And he took offense to it and it's like later on after we really got to know each other, we kind of built a rapport where I was able to say those things to him. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, "I wouldn't come to you like that cuz he would come to work we lifting heavy shit and he got on open toe sandals with no socks and I'm like, "Bro, like you ain't in Africa no more. Right, yeah. You you yeah. making kick a rock with no sock on and no <laughs> shoe on. But if you drop a pallet on your foot, it's, it's, done. Over. it's <laughs> done. So it was just those little things that, you know, it took some time. But we are we are different. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because I think I think a lot of black people take offense to it because we try to uphold where we're from and mm-hmm. we're proud of being black. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when you hear somebody who's from Africa kind of talk down to you or talk crazy to you or look at you sideways, you're kinda like, nigga, we from the same place. Right. But a lot of times they don't feel like we are from those same places. Right. And and another thing is, real quick, I remember <laughs> I remember having a conversation with somebody and y'all laugh because this brother was as dark as I am. And he So he was purple. Yes. Blue. <laughs> no, 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 no. He wasn't purple. He was blue black. He was blue black. All right. So um but we were having a conversation and then the conversation was about, you know, Africa and America and everything else. Mm-hmm. And this brother was like and I understand where he's coming from. I just didn't agree. You know, he'd never been to Africa before. This is this is home to him. So what he said was basically, you know, I'm not African. You know what I mean? I'm American. And I get that. Oh, but, bruh, I mean, if you look at history, not only just black people, but all people yeah. come from the continent. You know what I mean? So for you to say something like that, especially in the presence of non-blacks, yeah. You know, it just, it just it just creates that strife between us, African and African-American, True. so to speak. You know, so you know, we're having conversations like that. And there's a lot of people who believe that. Yeah. This is my home. I am American. I was like, I get that. Because I was born here, too. I'm an yeah. American citizen. But understand the reason why we're American citizens. Yeah. Like, go back to that and don't forget where you come from. Yeah, because the way you look, your soul traits are not American traits. Huh. Nope. Your nose exactly. is not American traits. <laughs> if you're lucky, your dick right. is not an American trait. <laughs> <if> you're lucky. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, if you're from a Mandingo yeah, tribe, yeah, you're going to claim yeah, that. Yeah, claim. <laughs> Please. Claim. <laughs> you're lucky. But no, for real, man, I, I, I love being black, man. And I think about Black History Month, and it's so crazy because, like, what's today? The, 20, the 20th? 20th. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, Black History Month just came in. Mm-hmm. By the end of this week, it's done. Done. Why is it that it seems like, is it just me or it seems like the shit is two weeks long? Well, you know, I'll tell you. They picked the shortest month. Yeah. That that's that's number one, and I, I was um, having a conversation the other day, and I did a little quick video for Melanin Origins, and what I told him was that we got to be careful because historically, once about Valentine's Day comes, ain't nobody talking about Black History Month no more. You know, we talking about President's Day, which no disrespect to the presidents today is President's Day, yeah. um, and and before we know, it, we're gonna be on to to uh, what do you call it, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Let's let's give February the shortest month. The full month and the respect for black history, but it's really up to us to continue to kind of put that information out there. And that's what I was going to say, but you know, a lot of times it's so crazy too, because even as blacks, we take a lot of flack. I forgot the, the, the guy's name, and I was talking to Artizi about it the other day, but the guy who's on something sugar. 
I forgot his uh, name. Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. And the black guy on there, he was promoting black women as queens yes, or whatever. And he was taking so that. much flack from that. some white women who mm-hmm. was like, well, why can't we talk about all women being beautiful? And it's like, stop. well, who, 90% of the people you see on TV ain't black people. 90% of the people on front of magazines ain't black people. So if we don't give back to ourselves, mm-hmm. nobody else will. Who else going to do it? Right. It was a, a post on Instagram I saw today, and they were talking about how one of my homegirls, she posted a white man doing a black woman's hair. Mm-hmm. And the black woman was sitting in between his legs. <laughs> so the comments were like, oh, that's beautiful and that's sweet and this and that. So she wasn't mad, but she was like, my, my, why is it that when I post interracial couples, especially black and white, people love to see that. Mm-hmm. But when you post a black man with a black woman or black woman with a black man, it's not championed as much. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I haven't noticed I literally that. That's why I finished When I thought about it I was like I have no clue Outside of brainwashed I was just That simple word Of being brainwashed mm-hmm. Because if you look At any TV show Now most TV shows Not to be funny Look at Scandal You mm-hmm. have Carrie Champion With a powerful white man A powerful black woman You have other TV shows Like How to get away with murder mm-hmm. Powerful attorney Who has people following her She was married to a white man other different shows where it's like even a black man, if he's in power, it's a white woman. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with interracial dating. I like white women and Hispanic women and any other woman just like the next man. But it's always seemed to be championed mm-hmm. when it's interracial dating. And I know people are trying to change things and make things better. But interracial dating doesn't necessarily make things better. Right. And sometimes it can make things worse depending on how open-minded black people are. Mm-hmm. Because you can have inter- you can jump in at any yeah, time. But I guess I can see why... They, they seem like it's being put out there so heavily because maybe, you know, it once was, it was taboo to mm-hmm. before you see a white and black together. Yeah. So now that it's more accepted, maybe they're just trying to, like the whole, like people, I mean, people think the whole gay agenda, they, that's it's what they new. call a gay agenda, like yeah. it's, it's been pushed heavily, but it's, it's not about it being pushed heavily, it's just accepted now, so now we're going to show it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because when you talk about that, I was thinking about this the other day. And I've told a story several times about how I used to be homophobic until I've had a couple of personal experiences with gays to where they were there for me. They helped me. They listened, And they're more supportive than mm-hmm. a lot of other people. And of course, with Brandon being here today, he's my girl's best friend. So it's like me and him have had conversations about the lifestyle and not even not not the lifestyle, but his life, because mm-hmm. it's not a lifestyle. It's who he is. Mm-hmm. But just understanding it, because I think a lot of people don't understand and I think a lot of people try to understand from our episode where it was a no gay, what was the podcast? It was no gay <laughs> no, something. No experimental. Yeah, gay no experimental gay pass. Was that the one when everybody was? Yeah, there? when everybody was here, and it was like you know, people loved JoJo because they were like, "Hey, man, he was asking all the right questions that uh, people wanted to know, and he seemed very uh, intrigued by it." And I was like, "Yeah, he's intrigued, very intrigued by it. By yeah, it, he's yeah. not gay. He, no, I, I don't tell people I was like he ain't gay, <laughs> but he wanted to know because it's things that we do have questions about. Yeah, no doubt. And the thing about maybe afraid it, to ask too. Yeah, but, and you're afraid to ask because a lot of men who are not gay don't want to be labeled as gay or right. gay, you know, being curious about it. Mm-hmm. But it's certain things like, like I say, it's certain things as a man you can't. Your mind works just like any other man. Mm-hmm. A gay man has thoughts just like a straight man has thoughts about whether it's women or him, men, so on and so forth. But for me, the open-mindedness about what I would add to the culture is something that I had to gather myself. Mm-hmm. And I think with Brandon and other people I've met, it's like it's enabled me to have an open mind. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel, man, I'm going to tell you like this. I feel more lighthearted being open and doing the things that I want to do as opposed to coming from a religious background where it was like I had to ask mm-hmm. if I wanted to do this or I questioned if I did this, 
would I be back in God's grace? Right. Now, not to be funny, nothing against God, but I don't think nothing about that shit. <laughs> right, no, not no more. I don't think shit about <laughs> shit, but if I want to do it and why I want to do it. Right. That's but, it. You know, I think that it I think that it, it comes down to, you know, um it comes down to acceptance, right? And tolerance. Uh, I think that sometimes when we grow up a certain type of way, especially religious, there's just certain things that you just don't do, right? There's certain things that you don't accept and there's certain things that you don't support. And that, that kind of puts us in a box, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, we're humans and, and obviously we have a lot of differences between us, not only race, but, you know, preferences and everything. I yeah. mean, it's, that's the beauty about being a human. It, you know, everybody has their own kind of thing. You know, so being able to be tolerant and accepted, it does, uh, you know, lend itself to being more lighthearted and open about life and feeling good about everything around you, you know? So how would you treat one of your homeboys? If your homeboys who's been straight, that you feel is straight for all these years, and he comes out and he says, hey, man, I'm gay. Mm -hmm. How would you treat him? Me, personally, at this point, I wouldn't yeah. care. Yeah. But I remember, I never forget one of my homeboys asking me that, like, before I moved to Dallas. Mm -hmm. and he was like, hey... What if I came out and said I was gay? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what if I just came out and said I was gay? And mm -hmm. when you saw me, I was wearing a different type of clothing. I was walking a certain yeah, it way. just came all the way And out. at that time, I was just like, I probably, with me knowing him, I was like, I probably would just be like, nigga, quit bullshit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck you doing? Like, why are you, what, what's, what's going on right now? But at this point in time, in the experiences I've had in life, I would listen and be more so like, yeah. It, how did it come to this point? When did you know? Like, I would have more questions that I've asked you before, mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, "Nigga, get the fuck out of here!" Right? Yeah. Shit. How long has it been? You know. And for me, I think that I'm at, I'm at that point as well, where I would I would probably look at myself like, "Damn, you know, this I've been friends with this guy for all this time. Was it something that I did that made him feel like he couldn't let me know? Them, yeah. You know, that's that's kind of where I would go with it. Versus, oh man, we can't be friends no more. You know that type of thing. Maybe eight years ago, I'd be like, "Man, we ain't friends no more." But, uh, you know, I've, I've progressed in a lot of areas, and I think that I would look at myself first. Like, you know, unfortunately, you had to wait that long. Yeah. Maybe something I did, I could have done better. But, you know. I'm grown as shit, bro. I was watching, uh, <laughs> what was that? I was watching, uh, what the fuck was that? What is that with Tyrese and uh, Queen Latifah? It's like a spinoff from Star. Star. You watch that? No. Mm. Okay. So, it's on, it comes on, on Fox. Fox. Okay. So, I watched The Breakfast Club and I saw Tyrese talking to Charlamagne and him another day and he was talking about their, this past week's episode was about oh, yeah. a real life transgender, transgender guy. Mm -hmm. And Charlamagne asked Tyrese why he was there. He was like, is she fine? And Tyrese was like, I see where you're going. I ain't going there. I'm a straight ass <laughs> man. When I saw her, I was like, this motherfucker is fine as shit. Uh, is this the one? Yeah. Thank you for pointing it out because I know not to touch. Right. But I can't sit up here and act like this man or woman, because she is a woman now, mm -hmm. is not attractive. Mm -hmm. She was very attractive in that show, bro. And the reason I say I'm comfortable in being open-minded is because if this person chooses to be this way, not chooses, but if this is who this person is, excuse my words, because I'm still... I'm still learning because you know somebody, somebody gay will listen and be like, "What the fuck you mean, you?" No, why you gotta your fingers? Yeah. <laughs> That's how they do. Some of them do that, you know. But yeah. it's one of the things where it's like, if this person is who this person is, why would you want to be this person? Take all this criticism, take all this flack, and in the episode, it taught it showed where he she wanted to kill herself. Like, why would a mm. motherfucker want to kill himself? When he could easily or she could easily be with the opposite sex and be okay and live a normalized life with nobody criticizing him. Mm -hmm. To me, it, honestly, it takes guts. It takes honesty and truthfulness with yourself mm -hmm. to say, you know what the fuck? I'm going to live this who the fuck I am. And I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be who I am. Mm -hmm. Because it's more important to be who I am to live another day acting like somebody I'm not. Right, right. 
Yeah, Your thoughts? It's exhausting to try to be a live a double life. Mm-hmm. I could, I mean, personally, I couldn't do it. That's what I was about to ask you. Yeah, like trying to have a. I mean, there are people that have wife, kids, and then they got mm-hmm. their boyfriend on the side. Right, right. Like it seems exhausting. Diggity low. Did you feel? Did you? In your experience, did your mom know before you told her? Um, I don't think so. Because um, I always said that if she ever asked that I wouldn't lie. So mm-hmm. she asked and I didn't lie. So it was just a point in time where she felt like it was something that she did or something. I was just like, no. I mean, you did everything right as far as being a mother goes. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you couldn't have done anything differently to make me turn out any other type of yeah. way. But that's funny when people do that. Like, a lot of parents feel like, is it something I did? Did I not love you enough? Or was mm-hmm. it not a, much of a male presence? Because the ignorance of a lot of black men, and I'll say men, but I like to focus on black men, is they'll be like, oh, that nigga daddy wasn't around. Or he was, mm-hmm. like, growing up, we was this guy. We all thought he would be gay. His dad didn't ever let him play football with us. He didn't ever let him get dirty with us. He didn't let him, he didn't let him be a man. Mm-hmm. And he had all sisters and older sisters and younger sisters. He was just surrounded by it. He could sing. And it's almost like we thought we were pushing him to be something when all the time he was who he was. Mm-hmm. Other people wanted him to be something else. But he, kind of like Moonlight, he didn't know what it was as a, as a kid, as we were kids. But he knew he was different. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like I even I've talked to him like two years ago because he lives in Dallas now. And I remember talking to him, and I was like, hey, bro, I apologize for ever cracking jokes, for ever being, you know, whatever. Because now, as an adult, how hard had that, did that have to be mm-hmm. to, to, to be in a household with your father who's a man's man, and you're not in their eyes? Because mm-hmm. you're still a man. I think that's something we forget when we see a gay dude who is especially, like, not transgender. You know, mm-hmm. he, not a cross dress, but a, a man like yourself. We look at you as less than. Mm-hmm. Some people do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I right. used to. But it's one of the things where it's like, you a fucking dude. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of things that people have to understand, and one thing I learned from Brandon was everybody has their own preference. Mm-hmm. Just because you a dude don't mean they walk in and be like, oh, he's a guy. I want him. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we all think that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until like, you really start knowing that. what it is. I mean, because <laughs> me personally, sometimes, I, I mean, not no offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, feel nice. like, I mean, some straight dudes, I don't feel like they're the cleanest person out there so it's like that kind of disgusts me so well I know about cleanliness I was just telling I was just telling my girl and I've yeah. said this several times Manscaped. one of the main reasons outside of a lot of other reasons that I'm still in my relationship or I've been in relationships for extended periods of time like I've really never had a lot of time by myself mm-hmm. like I have but growing up in high school I had one girlfriend and then I didn't have sex till after high school then I was with another girl for like two years and I kind of did my thing then I was with another one four years Mm -hmm. then I did my own thing then I was with for a little bit then Artesia but it's like in between those gaps a man don't need but a month to to get them numbers up right it don't take long not at all (laughs) okay it don't take long to get them the long to get them numbers up but one thing I always think about when dating a new a new girl outside of her being attractive I do be like is this bitch clean you don't know if that vagina gonna be right is it shaved does it have is it a taste to it because People don't understand. It's going to be different. It's, it's, it's fucking different. It's different. You got a vagina that tastes like nothing. It's just water or right, whatever. They right. Then you got one that may have a scent to that motherfucker. I don't mm-hmm. know if dishing is still a thing at, after a certain age, but you, I ain't looking forward to that shit. So I get you, bro. Somebody may not have, yeah. like you said, they may not be shaved. They may not wipe their ass the way they need to. I get it. And all, all those things are going to play into how much you really want to be with that Fuck person. yes, it is. You know? Like if a chick 
Like, I mean, I think we were talking one time. I don't, I don't remember. I remember telling this story. I can't remember who. But there was this chick, and we was real cool. But, you know, she had a breath thing. She had a breath thing. If you got a breath thing, we, we can no only thing. be friends. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Or a blowjob. We can only be friends, man. I'm sorry. I talked to this guy, and just to, I could tell I didn't. I thought I liked him, but then I could tell I didn't because I was, he came down here, and he took me, like, out for my birthday. And we was laying in the hotel room. I was laying on the bed watching. Looking at him Watching his face And the way he watched his face Got on my nerves well, It was too rough I don't know what But that's how I knew I didn't like it But that's the like thing about it it's, it's, It takes little things like that I've seen <laughs> girls walk And I'm like Why okay. this bitch walk Like a linebacker Yo why? It's funny you say that Because <laughs> like there, there, change in your pocket <laughs> a, a chick can pull me in Because of how she walked you know, I'm yeah. like, damn, that girl walk. I mean, and and, and that yeah, probably has cool. nothing to do with nothing. Nothing. But I just like how she yeah. walk in them heels and she or them something. wedges. They just look right. Thanks Let's talk about it. Put right on in. <laughs> so, Brandon, what do, what do you look like? What do you look for when you're dating? Like, if it's that perfect guy in your eyes, what would that perfect guy consist mm. of? I'm asked, like, when, I mean, because I am dating, I am asked that. But I really don't have, like, a type, like, as far as looks, because I've dated... Taller, shorter, bigger, skinnier, lighter, darker, like literally. Yeah. Spectrum. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) now at the point where I am now, I'm I'm looking for more of characteristics. Like, how does he treat me? Is he kind, caring, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, supportive, affectionate? Um, Like you say, open minded, because some people are set in their ways and they don't want to hear your point of view. So it's like your point of view is Mm -hmm. stupid. And it's like, it's not that. I just look at things differently. So. Either you're going to accept that or we ain't going to, you know, make it. I think it would be hard to be a man, especially me, being a gay man. Bro, I, I, I'm demanding. Shit. I want what I want. <laughs> and then I think about two men and I'm like, when, who bending? Outside of bending over. Right. No <laughs> who the fuck bending? I mean, but see, that's <laughs> the, the thing. Like if, you, like, if you're mature enough, then you will compromise on certain things. Now, some things you're not going to compromise, compromise on, on cool, yeah. but if the other person likes you enough, then they're going to accept that or they're not going to accept it, and they, y- y'all going to go your separate ways. It's funny that he say compromise because um, I don't know if either one of you guys watch Shameless on Showtime, but it's, uh, it's a character on there named Ian. He's like 18, and he's gay. He's openly gay. His family knows about it. But he's like the, what is it? Which one is, is it a particular name for the one who's the most manliest in there? The top. The top. Okay. Okay. So. That's he, a, I just learned something new. <laughs> he bounced around. He's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's the, it's the top. So he's the top in a relationship. He's dated several men. He's just breaking. He's a white dude. He's breaking up with this black dude. And he's introduced to a guy in a club. He's not a guy. He's transgender. But hmm. he doesn't have, he had the sex change. I mean, oh. well, wait a minute. Let me see. He looks like a guy, but he's a girl. Mm. He has not had an attachment. So he uses a dildo. Oh. Mm. So, and that's what's confusing because I'm like, he got a vagina, but he looks like a boy. What am I supposed to call him? Because I've called girls girls when they want to be called men. Those people Mm -hmm. scared me. Okay. So it scared him too. Mm. So basically when it came down to having sex, he was like, uh, the the guy, you know, Ian, the guy was like, I want to fuck. I'm the top. And he was like, well... You ain't fucking me in the ass. And he was like, but you got a vagina. I don't want vagina. Mm-hmm. He's like, so we can take turns. I'll be on top one time. You'll be on the top another. Now, Ian was the guy who was like, I ain't never been fucked in the ass. And I'm not about to be fucked in the ass. I'm the one who hands out this punishment. Right. So they basically. It's punishment. punishment. It's punishment when I think about it. I can barely shit after eating a burger. It is punishment. It's very- <laughs> it is punishment. <laughs> I can only imagine. That's what I'm saying. We, we can. And, and it's no disrespect, but for us, it would be punishment. 
I mean, maybe you talk about first, two straight dudes over here. It's punishment. How do you prep your, that. That's why. How do you even set yourself up for relax? <laughs> Man, hey. that's what they tell me at the doctor when they about to draw my blood. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I can't eat for a week. Yeah. yeah. Relax. Take a deep breath and relax. <sighs> Literally. Listen, man. Okay, so let me just say something real quick. See, but there's different levels to it. Because something you said earlier about, you know, there's different levels to dating, right? So when you have, you know, like, if if I'm looking for somebody, like, to be my boo thing, I'm probably going to hold them at a a higher standard, right? But if I'm just, you know what I mean, doing what I'm doing with them, there's certain things that I really can overlook as long as I'm getting some ass. You know what I mean? It's just facts. So, uh, I mean, like, just if, if all it is is that, then I really don't care what kind of person you are and your character. You mean sexually? I don't. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, and I was going to say, that's dudes. But this is not somebody, This is is this somebody you said you're trying to make your thing or not? Yeah, just all is strictly physical. Oh, yeah. I really don't of care course. about personality yeah. and character. I mean, character. I don't care about none of that. You ain't now, if I'm trying, that? I'm saying if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to wife you, then all of that all stuff of that matters. matters. Yeah, but I if I'm it. not, hey, man, I don't I mean, listen. like, of course we have the day websites <laughs> for gay men and, <laughs> I mean, of course you get on there and you just get straight to the point. But, I mean, after that, after you get straight to the point, I mean, sometimes you don't just get up and leave after you get done. You, you have conversation. Yeah, so if, <laughs> shit, if we having a conversation, I'm like, and then I figure out, oh, I don't really like you, then what the hell did yeah. I just do? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what you do. If the sex <laughs> is good, you just keep, you know what I mean, I doing mean, that. That is a if it's If it's not, then but, we just you just ain't going to be the one we have conversation I mean, with. but see, the thing is, like, you ain't the only person that got good sex. So I don't got to continue. So how True. is that? Because I think me and Frank, we, I think we were talking about this. Maybe I was thinking it. But I know with women... And this, and this is about the Hurt Bay. You watched the Hurt Bay video? Yes. Okay, so the reason I say this is because I've had conversations with women lately. And I was talking to Frank about how men, you know, so many women, you got so many women that be like, I'm, they think they're attractive. They got a couple of things going for themselves. That don't mean your pussy is at the magnitude of your personal <laughs> ambitions and goals in life. All right. Okay. That means you got people, girls, women out here selling themselves like they are wife material, and they mm-hmm. may be, mm-hmm. but your your pocket pouch comes apart <laughs> of that wife material. If you ain't good in bed, then you ain't wife material for a man who's looking to settle down. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a good feeling, if the vagina feels good and the yes. mouth feels good, you try to work around those right. things. If you're doing your Kegel exercises, yeah. but if it's talk. bad, ain't nothing we could talk about. Yeah. I don't care how fine you are. Some of the finest girls got the worst fucking pussy. Well, so hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick, just. This you just made me veer off into That's something good. else. That's fine. What is bad pussy? Yeah, I was about to ask the same question. What is bad? <laughs> yes. um, like dry, dry vagina. Oh no uh, doubt, no doubt. You, you ever had dry vagina? No, no okay. but if that would be considered bad. Well, I've had I've I've had situations where it's dry and it's like and they're telling me that I need to do something. I'm like, bitch, your nipples hard. You're moaning. Why is this shit pulling my skin all the way back? Oh, we, that's why I need KY jelly. If I gotta use KY jelly. And baby oil. <laughs> Only reason I should be using baby oil if I'm fucking is I just want to see your ass glisten. Because the glistening. ass looks different and the glistening. breasts look different. I ain't trying to use that shit. Thank God to I ain't got to use that in this situation. But it's my nigga. There Dry pussy. Are. Bad smelling pussy. Yes. There are women who can't ride. There are women who can't take it. So mm-hmm. it's like, ah, ah, all yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's, it's like a nigga in the gym lifting 300 pounds. Nigga, you know if you can lift it or not, ain't no need for grunting. Right. You know what it is. It's so many things. And mm-hmm. then a woman... 
who talks themselves up. Probably you maybe you've been through it where a dude is like, oh, I'm gonna do this and this and that, and it's like the dick ain't shit, right. bitch. You talk, you talked me off a yeah. ledge to mm-hmm. jump with you, mm-hmm. and this exactly. is what it is. This is what I get. Get your ass off me. I don't need you staying here afterwards. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you like this: yeah, if you've yeah. ever dated me, and you've given a blowjob or we've had sex, and afterwards I lay on the couch and I'm quiet, I ain't got much to say. That means I'm kind of ready for you to go. Yeah. I try not to be a dick and be like, oh, you gotta go. You, you gotta, gotta go. go. Well, it's like, huh? You gotta get out of here. Yeah, we're done. That's a waste of time. Well, if the dick is not good, we ain't continuing. So, what I, considers I, bad dick? How do you know it's bad dick? Um, dick up the ass shit. I don't. Know, it just sounds like it hurts to me. I mean, at first, it's not punishment. That's what we're gonna I mean, make yeah, this podcast. The punishment. Well, not all my friends, but we have this saying that if you can, if I can take dick, then I can get a tattoo. Like it's. Well, it's you goddamn sure you should be able to get a whole sleeve in one set. Okay. <laughs> Cause tattoos hurt. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Dick up the ass got to hurt. Yeah, it just depends. But that's anywho, the point. It's just. Uh. I mean, it, to me, bad is like there's some dudes who have the size, but just don't know what to do. Do with. it, yeah. Like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. girls have said that too, and it's girls like you just rambling in there, and it's yeah, like it's you, like yeah. what are you you're doing? Just throwing it in like, there, right? Like when I have, when I've had, I, I've never really had bad, but when I was over it. I just feel like it hurt too bad, so it like get off of me. Mm, you yeah. come up with reasons yeah. to stop. Reasons, <laughs> reasons, <laughs> reasons like oh it hurts, stop. Ooh. That's not it, and they don't even. I just I'm over it. So you lucky if you ain't never had bad sex. Yeah, I mean it's it's if I have, it's maybe one or two times. Listen, one time I this is back in the day. This chick had like inverted nipples. You know what I mean? I was like I couldn't get. They were pushed back. In. Well, yeah, like they, you know, and I was like. That ain't normal, you know what I mean? I've never seen nipples that didn't bing, bing, yeah. So I knew it wasn't like me, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I was distracted by that shit, and I couldn't. I, couldn't I was distracted. It's the smallest things yeah. that can get through. Yeah, it distracted me, man. People don't understand that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's like Inverted even when nipples. you're doing something, like the other person is not like making you feel. Like you look good or something mm-hmm. like that can distract you. So you in your head like, well, damn, do they even yeah, want you to be tell, here? Yeah, you will. You need yeah. an ego strong. And I just got through yeah. talking to somebody about that. I posted because um, episode ninety nine with me and Artesia, I titled it "I'm Not the Biggest She's Ever Had," mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. I'm I remember asking her on the podcast. I said straight, and I just did it just to, to prove a point. I was like, "Am I the biggest you've ever had?" She was like, "No," and I'm okay with that because, mm-hmm. like I told her, I said, "Well, because I, I know who I am. I know what I'm carrying." But if you had a twelve inch dick, bitch, I am not. Gonna be and you can't even big, fit all that shit in. Hell no! I, I, and they, nor do they want you. Look to. at Brandon. Oh well, maybe <laughs> twelve maybe inches. Brandon. This shit. Look, you be feeling in your ear. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? But it's man. one of the things where it's like nah, it doesn't. You have so many yeah. men that try to suit their egos up, and it's mm-hmm. like, nigga, you ain't the biggest. You're not the most handsome. You don't mm-hmm. have the most money. It's certain things in life when exactly. it comes to dating and being, you know, with people. You have to understand that you're not gonna reach all this this mm-hmm. criteria, which leads us to talk about. Me and Frank were talking about before you got here about upgrading during dating mm-hmm. and what comes with that. When you get a job and they pay you more and you get a better position, more work comes with that. Mm-hmm. What else did I talk about? I forgot what else I compared. Well, just to. oh, well, just when you just the responsibilities. Yeah, just the responsibilities. It comes down to the work. It just comes uh-huh. down to the work. To where it's like if you're a woman who's dating a man who's one to ten, he's a five. Mm-hmm. 
then you get with a dude one to ten, he's an eight. Yeah. You got to do more work than that five. Right. You got to do more to keep him, whether it be sexually, whether it be the way you dress, the way you carry yourself, the things that you're willing to do. Same thing as if you date a dude who has no money, and then you date a dude who has money. Mm-hmm. You got to be open to do things that he may want to do that you've never done before. Right. And I think it's crazy that some women and some men, but we're going to talk about women since it's men here, women who think they deserve this. The reason I say that, you hear so many women when they see Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. Oh, I want that. And it's like, do you have a Harvard law degree? Do you have any money that takes mm-hmm. care of your own bills and you don't need no help from mm-hmm. a man? Do you have the sex appeal that she has? Do you have the own mindset, the open mindedness? Do you carry yourself this way? Do you look the part? You can't be out here looking like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> and then you want, and, oh, Rasputia from uh, North. <laughs> <laughs> and you want somebody like, like, it's, it's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. Let's be you real. Got, you got girls with pretty faces and bad bodies. You got girls with great bodies and bad faces. Right. Pick your battle. Yeah. Know who you are. When know you who look you are. in the mirror, you know. When I look in the mirror, like I was telling Artiza, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, okay, I think I'm still handsome. I need to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. I put on a few pounds since Bell's palsy, but because I couldn't work out. But it's mm-hmm. like, y'all standing here today, my stomach still ain't over my belt. No. But it's one of them things where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you could do better because I've seen better. You can do better. Time to get on it. Exactly. And I tell people all the time, you can't be that dude or that girl who. Don't look the part, but you're expecting that of your partner, mm-hmm. which a lot of men do. Yes. We're not in shape, and then we'll want a woman who's yeah bad to the bone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, you I think it. I think I think that you you got to know. Okay, so me, let, well, let's, let's just talk about me. I'm, I'm talking, so I'm talking about me. This is my opinion. Like I know that, and I've never been the dude who, when I walk in the club, unless you just love dark niggas. <laughs> darkness, everybody. Right. Darkness. Darkness is if you love dark niggas. Then, then you're going to love me. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, you know, because I grew up around or at, at a time where, you know, the light skin cast was doing it. It was popular. Right? Until, be sure. Yeah, well, exactly. Wesley Snipes and all that. When they came through, I was like, ooh, I'm in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and we kind of kind of held it down ever since that time. But unless you have a preference for, for black dudes, when you see me, I'm not going to be very impressive. Now, when we start to having conversation, mm-hmm. then, you know, we might, I might start looking a little yeah. bit better. You know what I'm saying? So, but I know in my position, when I walk in a place, that I'm not the guy that chick's going to be drooling over. You know what I'm saying? It depends, bro, because now, like I said, bro, (laughs) since you've come on this podcast several times, even my girl was like, you know, he's a handsome older guy. You hear that. She said an older guy. (laughs) I'm older than y'all, though. I'm 42. 42. And she's only 31. You know what I'm saying? She's a baby. Yeah, so she's like, oh, he's a handsome older guy. And I'm like, okay. And it's not like older is whatever. It's just because, like, not to be funny. And when my mom saw your picture on the thing, she was like, who is this? I was like, he's married, mom. (laughs) He's taken Back your hot ass down. <laughs> What's that, mom? <laughs> so it's one of the things, like I say, bro. It's not that, and like you said, when the black dudes took over, they took over, and the mm-hmm. light skinned niggas never got it back. You never got it back. Now we want to make sure. I want to make sure I say that we don't do light skin versus dark skin shit here, because nah. I feel like that's a trap to keep us against of each course. other. Mm-hmm. People just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. But to go back to what I was saying, black like when Wesley Snipes took it, Eddie Murphy got it, it passed off to Eddie Murphy. From Eddie Murphy, it went to like Shoot. Denzel. Well, Denzel always was in the mix. Yeah, he's kind of in the he middle. He was always yeah. in the middle because he's been there since the 70s. Right. Then you got Denzel, and then it's like Idris Elba popped up. Then you had Lance yes. Gross pop up. Yes. Like you had all Hold these. Hold on, don't forget about Morris Chestnut. Oh, you now. got Morris Chestnut. Morris? Yeah. yeah. And it's like they never got it back. Yeah. And then you got Shamar Moore that's like, yeah, it's great, but it's like you ain't getting it back. Right. It's too. Right. That, that, that catalog of black niggas yes. is too long. Right. You can't. Shamar Moore can't compete with all of them. That's what I may call this in the catalog of niggas. Like the catalog, it was just too long. Like it was just too long. And it's still growing to where it's like, 
uh, what is it, uh, Mahershala Ali on uh, Moonlight, and then the guy who right. played the gay guy. Yes, like yeah. so, it's like it's so it's many dark skinned dudes now that it's like them niggas will never get that right. torch yeah, back. Yeah, never getting the back. Hey, we got it. Hey, light skinned niggas, if you listen, you ain't never getting that. You ain't never getting that torch back. But just just know who you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You have a certain population yeah. of women who still love that. Oh yeah, my yeah. mom just said, my mom, I was raised in a household where my mom used to always be like, I can never date a light skinned man. Or I could never date a man who's prettier than me, mm-hmm. or a man who's in the mirror more than me, or brushes his hair more than me. And that's the that seems to be the stereotype for most light skinned dudes. Like mm-hmm. they're just too pretty. They're more soft. Maybe not all of them, but for the most part, yeah. And that's and that's kind of the the argument that you have with some people who talk about, um, I guess, like metrosexuals, right? Or you know, but again, there's different levels to this. But yeah. if you have a woman who has a metrosexual and he's you know constantly doing this and doing that some women are going to be turned off by that yeah. like yo I don't really like you doing all that they like a nigga who ain't shaving all the time <laughs> yeah. that's just true yeah I was watching the, the real I don't know if it's a talk show and they was talking about that about do they do you like a man who is more rugged or mm-hmm. who is more well groomed and I mean it was like the panel was split two of them said rugged two of them said I'm well groomed I mean cause I, I just think it is like you say different strokes for different folks yeah I mean I personally don't really like the ruggedness. I mean, because I'm, I try to be well groomed, so I need you to try to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because, like, I mean, that that kind of that rugged look is really popular, like lumberjack. You know what I'm saying with the beards and and not edging it up and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Don't have to edge that shit. (laughs) Sorry. The line because then you start looking like you don't wash either. So I can't. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Why you say that? I remember I had a coworker because in the winter time, you know, I was in Rhode Island, it gets real cold. Yeah. So uh, every like, it's in the summertime, I keep my head low, but in the winter time, I let it kind of do what it does. And I remember I had a coworker when I was doing it out here. She's like, Frank, you know, the thing is, you just look unkept. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Paula Coakley, but she just said, you just look unkept. It's not that you're not a handsome guy, but the way you. You know, wear your hair in the winter time, because I'm telling you, when the winter time hit by November, December, I'm letting it come out. Done. You just look unkept, Frank. Okay, I get it. You know, everybody has different preference. So after 30, Brandon, <laughs> this is a question posed to you, and I'm gonna get into some TRI questions, questions that people have emailed us, questions that people have posed to me over the last week. And the, one of the biggest questions, and I've always kind of wondered this, and your best friend has asked, you know, had some conflict with this. Can you be genuine? Can you build genuine friendships with the opposite sex after 30? Uh, Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. So basically, with you, if you're in a relationship, and, and it's more so with people that's being in relationships that have this question. So if you're in a relationship with a guy, and another guy comes along, y'all meet at work or wherever, y'all quote unquote become friends, do you think you would feel a certain way if your significant other had a friend that came along and you didn't know who he was? And he's like, hey, he's just my friend, but he's attractive. Mm-hmm. He may be somebody you look at and is like, oh, he's attractive. Like, do you think that can actually coexist, um, and how would you feel about that if it happened? I feel happened? like it depends on how the person presents the person. So yeah. if you just, oh, hey, he's just, he just my friend, okay. So how did you meet? Like, if, if you don't start explaining, <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, we have a problem. You need an explanation. Yeah, like, I mean, that's cool. Your friend, like, I mean, when, I, when I'm in a relationship, like my last relationship, I used to tell them all the time, like, I don't care that you're going with your friends. I don't care what, just let me let know. Let me know. I want to be aware of it. Right. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, I think it's... I was about to say, I think it's harder, but gay men have just as, they want and have just as much sex as straight men, mm-hmm. if not more. Statistics prove this Statistics, shit. Statistics, yeah. HuffPost and Harvard, uh, that Harvard magazine I, I read, pose these things. Mm-hmm. But 
I think it can happen. I mean, in my relationship now, currently, she's had friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's about the person. I yes. think with me being having the gift of gab, you seem to have the gift of gab, mm-hmm. and just have a presence about yourself. I've been told this. It's one of those things to where you'd be like, well, you may go into this looking at it like this is a friendship and this person is cool, but I don't think this person sees you that same way. Right. Yeah, and you could you'd be aware of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I know as men, we, you know, a lot of times women be like, men are naive. A lot of times we ain't naive. We just like having fine friends. Right. We like having exactly. friends we can talk to. And we just be like, friend? can I have a fine friend? Can yeah. I have a girl to where my homeboy say, hey, you got any homegirls? I can say, I'm proud to say, mm-hmm. I can come I to got one for you. I've been used by other guys for the girls that I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you say it like that, then okay. Because it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's happened like, I mean, not to be funny. I would, if I wasn't dating, nigga, I'd be hanging around some gay dudes because they got all the bad <laughs> all girls. The chicks. Every time it's around, every time I went to parties with him or like with Artis and we I'm like the first one we went to that magazine party a mm-hmm. couple of years nigga <laughs> Jesus nothing Christ. but stars huh? man I almost broke up with Artis that night <laughs> twice <laughs> and thought about it again the next day I was like god damn but Ooh. so many mm-hmm. women hang around from my perspective, and correct mm-hmm. me if, my, if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, they hang around a lot of gay dudes because they don't feel the pressure of being wanted yeah. or being pressured for sex or anything outside of, hey, let's just hang out. Like you hear girls all the time say, I just want to go hang out with my girls and without getting hit on right. and worried about this. Dudes don't, we may say, let's go out and hang out as guys, but if we see a fine girl, we're going to be like, hey, bro, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'll, be back. yeah, I'll be right back. We don't think, like we don't, it never shuts off with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the thing about guys it's how we see things and how we're wired. Um, I think that it's, if there's an attraction, like if I have an attraction for a certain female, regardless if she's attractive or not, if I'm attracted to her, it doesn't matter. it's probably going to be difficult for us to be like friends. You know, I might be one of those break glass, you know what I'm saying, in case of emergency, like in a, in a little bit. <laughs> No, I'm just no, I'm just saying like if, if we Use if we friends only when you need to. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but if, if I'm if I'm gonna be friends with a female, like if I'm attracted to her, in my mind, I'm only friends until we're not friends. Like so, at some point, this friendship is going to escalate to something different. You know what I mean? Because just because of the way guys are wired with this whole. But if we're not if I'm not attracted to you, we could definitely be friends. If Show I'm enough. not attracted to you, we're probably not gonna be friends. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Okay. That way, it's very few women. Like, not to be funny, like, what would you think? Like, I've heard this before. If you were some ugly girl, and you just if the girl, if your friend is ugly, let's just be honest for a minute. She's ugly. Mm-hmm. She ain't even got to be overweight. Maybe she's skinny. Maybe she's overweight. Maybe she's overweight and she's used to be attractive. So you see a little bit of something. You can in see there. the potential. If somebody walk with me and I'm walking with her in a grocery store, if you just saw me at a bar, you'd be like, who? The, what the fuck? Who the fuck he with? Why is he with her? <laughs> It's gonna happen. Even as adults, we're petty, mm-hmm. and we yeah, uh, and and in a small level of bullying, we may not go like high school petty. kids, but yeah. we'll still look and be like, "How the fuck this nigga? What what the fuck is going on here? I mean, why okay. they sitting together? Yeah, I, I, I've so if that. you ain't attractive, we still ain't friends. It, I mean, because that happened today at the gym. This I was leaving, and this this girl was hiding underneath the the desk. Uh, behind a reception, I was like, "What the what, what's happening?" She was like, "Some dude was following me," hmm. and then she was when attractive. I I'm about to get to oh, that. Okay. And then when I, when I left, I would text my friend. I was like, I don't know why she was hiding it anyway, why she was so worried about it. She wasn't even cute no way. Mm-hmm. That's the point. So, yeah. She cute I mean, to somebody. She, yeah. Clearly, I mean, clearly he was following her ass, but she was not. I was like, I've, I only had, I've only been intimate with one woman who was full-figured, 
And when I say full figure, it wasn't like sloppy. You mm-hmm. know how you got a woman who's like Jill Scott, like I can give Ooh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah shit, Bill Jill And Scott. I, I've mm-hmm. been with one woman like that, but in, in the time that I did it, I think I was like 21, 22. And I remember when I did it, I was still ashamed of her at that time because, not to be funny, Jill Scott type girls weren't popping then. Mm-hmm. This was, we talking like 2002, 2003. Yeah. So it's like when it happened, I met her at a hotel. I didn't bring her home. <laughs> and when I'm, and, and literally the thing about it, matter of fact, it happened when I was working at Walmart. I was unloaded shit. She was a Puerto Rican woman. I was really trying to get at her daughter. The daughter was fine, and I'm throwing. You know, wait. Well, how old was she? <laughs> this one, she I was a daughter that she. He was in his twenties. I was 22. She. she probably was like 40 at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when she came, I was throwing. You know, I'm loading the truck up. I'm trying to impress. You know, whatever. And this is the fuck of the thing. I had an S curl then. I oh, thought was, okay. I thought I was a shit. It was like 2000, man. They was wearing S curls then. <laughs> Absolutely not. Really? Niggas was still wearing we S curls. This shit earlier. I was. S curl 2000. You was late. Plus, I was cutting. You, well, you, you know what? It makes sense. Shit. I was from the country too, oh, okay. so that Late. makes sense. But I was wearing an S curl back in like okay. two. not in two thousand. You. <laughs> so what was popping in two thousand then? Not an S curl. Two thousand. Maybe no, the I was box. Of, uh, nah, because that was still a ninety. Yeah. fade. But why does it matter if it's no good when motherfuckers is wearing uh, head uh, hairdos and haircuts from the nineties and eighties now? Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's back in style. In right. two thousand, Jerry curl was not back in style. S curl. First of all, it wasn't no motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't wear no sack on my goddamn head. <laughs> It, it wasn't an S curl. I used some kind of, anyway. The, they were still coming. Soul I, still, glow. I still had opportunities coming, okay. maybe because I was dark. Oh, yeah. But the point of the matter was, so I was helping. I was trying to get on at her daughter. She the one came and gave me her number. Mm. I met her across the street at I think it was called. I forgot there was a Mexican restaurant across the street from Walmart. We went, and when I met her, because I was not to be funny, I was embarrassed by her. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, okay, she's attractive, but she's bigger than what I'm you know I'm accustomed mm-hmm. to. So I was like, we sat at the bar maybe 10 minutes. And I was like, hey, you want to go get a room? And she's like, well, you can come back to my house. And I'm thinking, I'm from the country. I'm like, I'm not going back to nobody's house. I could get murdered. Whatever. I'm not going. So we met. When I say this motherfucker gave me a blowjob, I got up and I had the sheets in my ass. (laughs) She was appreciative. Very much so. Wait, what does that mean? Do I need to explain this? Yes, you do. He asked. She sucked the dick so good. (laughs) that when I got up, I had the sheets in my ass. (laughs) You never had something so good that when you got up, you didn't really know what the fuck was going on? Oh, okay. Okay, then. There we go. One of those. Yeah. So, but it was one of them things where, it's like I say, even back then, it was kind of like, your looks mattered. Mm-hmm. Even when dating, people don't like to say looks matter. Because it makes you sound like, especially with all this feminist shit, you got, I mean, you know, you're misogynistic. We're all misogynistic mm-hmm. at some point in time. But it's like, you have to look the part for me to want to approach no you. Doubt. And that even goes back to the Obama Wanted, uh, wanted to have somebody like, you know, Obama, Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. or Beyonce and Jay. It's like, you don't look the part. Right. You don't look the part. You don't have the shit. You don't have the it factor. But you want what they have. Mm-hmm. What's your advice to women like that? Do you have a woman? Do you have girlfriends that talk? And do y'all ever put people in their place? Yeah. Well, I don't even know why I asked that shit. I mean, not, I mean, I would just say put people in their place. But, I mean, when you're talking, I mean, I have told someone, like, they was... Talking about, uh, well, I don't understand why the the um, the guy always seemed like they disappeared. And I, and I straight up said, I mean, maybe it's because you're too aggressive. Mm. Maybe you need to chill out some. Hmm. Chill out. 30. I mean, I, I'm always going to be, if, if you're my friend, I'm always going to tell you how it is. You may not want to hear it, and mm. I really don't care, but I'm still going to tell you. Hear. Is cheating ever validated? 
Uh, cheating ever validated? No, because if you are not gonna, if you're not feeling that person, or if there's something wrong, you need to have sit down and have a conversation, or you need to leave. Have you ever cheated? No. You've never cheated. Have you been cheated on? Um, I'm, I'm sure. But I, you don't. You're I, not aware for sure. Well, the reason I'm asking is because me and Frank were also talking, and I've heard people. And this is one of the questions: Can can cheating ever be validated? And Again, it comes from the Hurt Bay video, broken mm-hmm. video, where the guy and the girl talked about why he cheated, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about was I remember debating with this one girl, and I was like, he didn't really say why he cheated. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, one was like, oh, he said, well, you know, things weren't happening, and he didn't, you know, he wasn't committed at that time or ready to be committed. Mm-hmm. For a man, that says a lot of things. Right. He also said things weren't the same. You know how many bullet points can go under that? Right. What if things weren't the same? Right. Were you not working out no more? Mm-hmm. Was the sex no longer good? Was the communication bad? I feel like men, a lot of times, we don't really place blame on women. Right. Or we don't talk about women the way women talk about men. You know, I, I say this. Because I think that only because of something that we were talking about earlier, it is more unnatural for certain guys to be monogamous. You know, right? So... If if I say that, listen, I'm a polygamist by nature. I'm an African man. You know what I'm saying? My whole lineage, tribe, folks, we had plenty of women. But I'm in America, so this is what I got to do. If I tell you that, you're going to be like, man, you bullshitting, yeah. right? So so even if I if I tell you that it's unnatural for me to be with one woman and that's the reason that I cheated, that's not something that you're going to buy. So we got to come up with all these other reasons that you might buy as a reason why I cheated. But in actuality, it's because it's not natural for me it's to be with natural. one woman. I think I just... You're not going to buy that. That's one of the biggest reasons, I'm going to be honest, why I'm not even thinking about marriage at this point in time. I can't guarantee I can't. I can't. I don't want to be the dude that gets married and cheat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Right. Once you get to that level, you want to make a decision. Like, And that's where we are, right? I know how I am. But, it, but if I marry this woman in this society that we live in, she's going to expect me to be a one-woman man. True. So once I get to that point, I have to commit, no matter how I feel individually or inside myself, if I make that decision, then I know what comes with that expectation. But the balance of it is where is the healthy balance? Because not to be funny, and like I said, I always like to be honest, but even in my current relationship, excuse me, I had to burp. Even in my current relationship, there are times where I'm like, I'm at home, and I may have a homegirl come through. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready for her to go. I want my girl to be here. I want my girl to be here over a homegirl. Mm-hmm. And then when my girl gets here, after a couple of days, I'm like, okay, I need to be by myself. And I know when I start thinking like that, I'm like, I ain't ready for marriage. Because marriage, it's pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And I think a lot of times you'll have women and men, but we'll talk about women today because it's all men here. But it's like you'll have women who will be like, I want a man to be honest. And when a man is honest about what he is and what he wants, what he needs, what he doesn't want, Women can't take it or you get blamed for it. So, so many, a lot of times men suppress how they really feel Mm -hmm. to accommodate to this woman. And a lot of times cheating comes because you're suppressing who you are. Mm -hmm. So, this goes back to the hurt bay. I see your face. You got something to say? Chime in. I mean, you said, (laughs) um, I mean, I get where, because in my last relationship, it was always like, I, I just need some alone time. And I understand, like, as far as marriage, like, you don't, but I don't think it's true that you can't have alone time when you're married. Like, yes, you're in the house. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like, hell, you got, if you're going to have a house. You don't get days, though. Right. You can't, like, be in the house by yourself, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then, I mean, if, if, but that's the thing. Like, if you have that communication or that, that openness with your um, wife, then why can't you just go 
chill out somewhere for a couple of days if y'all chill out where where are we talking shit, about a hotel I mean I oh, don't know nah, man. Uh, Come on. Like a, a, a <laughs> it depends on if it's a three star or five star cause five star it comes with hoes no it don't go down to happy yeah, hour <laughs> this is another thing we just, talked about you too said, see, that, see that's the that's the kind of shit I'm talking about you said that you wanted to be by yourself so why the hell is you going to happy hour a lot of times by yourself means by yourself to do as you please mm-hmm. What's that y'all But see, this is, but this, but listen, see. this is the thing that people need to hear. With this Hurt Bay video, he said one thing, but as a man, we saw something else. Mm-hmm. Sometimes women will see things and it'll be like, oh, he just said he needed some time alone. Oh, he said things weren't working out. No, really, it's something between you two that wasn't working out. He just didn't say it because either you wouldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Most women are um, fixers. So they're going to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes men don't want it to be fixed. But because men are, there are good men out there. You don't want to hurt this person. Mm -hmm. You stay. You stay and you go along with it. Anybody who's listening and said they haven't, shut the fuck up. Sit the fuck down. And I'll take it from the gays. Have several fucking seats. Because that's (laughs) bullshit. So the thing about it, when I watch this, I'm like, something had to go wrong. Because there's only two types of men in my book. We're not that complicated. Some people try to complicate us, but we're not. You got men who want sex. And men who can suppress that, even though they want it. And you got men who want sex, and they're going to have it by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I've been in relationships where I'm like, hey, it ain't working out. I'm about to start doing this. Because it, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my exes a couple weeks ago. And I told her, I was like, I left because I knew if I would have stayed a month longer, there would have been a lot of infidelity happening. Mm-hmm. It would have been a lot of cheating. But a lot of times men don't know how to break up with women. Right. So we try to keep her happy. Do what we do on the side mm-hmm. and hope that we don't get caught. Yeah, because if we get caught, then it's going to really hurt her, her feelings more than ours. Just <laughs> leave. But, that, well, but it's still. Well, I'll just. This is, where the, this is where we really have to have a conversation of why. No, we do. And, 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 and I think that. Now, I, don't, I don't remember if you were in that conversation. You were in that conversation that we were having the other day on the group me. Um, because, okay, and this is, I'll say this my personal opinion. Men don't always cheat because of a lack. Yeah. Of what's going on in their True. relationship. That doesn't always happen. So if you have a man who's thinking about doing something extra, even though he's not lacking over here, most people are not really going to understand that way of thinking. But but that's the reality. Like, I don't have to have my wife lacking in any p- particular area for me to want to go slide in something new. That's just because I'm a man, whether people believe or understand it or not, because I'm a man and because of the way I'm wired, that is a, that is a, 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 a possibility yeah. that I will think that way, right? So it's not necessarily about leaving because, like, oh, if you just cheat, if you're going to cheat or if you feel like you need to cheat, just leave. Because, no, because my relationship is exactly the way I want it to be. Yeah. But I still want to do this over here. I mean, that is a possible. That's possible. You've never been with another guy and been like, oh, I fucked shit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with you, but I mean, man, that over there, I'm trying to get that. Because you can't be that. That's the thing, Brandon. You Okay, if I want Beyonce, if I'm married to my wife and I want Beyonce, there's nothing my wife can do to be Beyonce. Yeah. She can't do nothing. And not Beyonce per se, because you know, you'll have a dumbass listener saying, nigga, you can't get Beyonce. No, right. you shut the fuck up. He gets to say what he wants yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, I'm, you, but the, the fact is that just because I, I want Beyonce, there's nothing that my wife can do to be to Beyonce. Be you know what I mean? So, I, so, I mean, I get that. You know? I'm just, I, I just, like white women. There's nothing Artesia can do to be a white <laughs> to woman. Be white. I'm just confused. Like, if, if nothing it's is true. lacking, mm-hmm. I understand that you may want to do that. And so I don't get why people do it anyway. Mm-hmm. If nothing's lacking over here, so why? You why? just have urges. You ain't never had an urge to fuck somebody else. I mean, of course, but 
I go watch fucking TV or go get a flashlight or go buy you a little. But see, you get older than you get that. That shit get old. Man. I mean, I need to see. I'm a visual feeling person, right? And like we talked about, there's nothing better than <laughs> pussy than some new pussy. There's mm-hmm. nothing better than a blowjob than a new. Even see, though those blowjobs may not equate to what you right. it, you've been getting, you just want to know. It's just like sometimes you want pizza, just, and then sometimes you want hamburgers, and sometimes you want tacos, and then that, sometimes you. But we all trying to eat, and then you have a binge day, and you just try to get <laughs> all the motherfuckers like in one. I just don't feel like it's worth it. Like what? So you gonna, depending on the woman, it may not. Well, that's be worth what it comes down to, yeah, though. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to decide. Okay, is this? This particular desire that I have today, really just right now, based on how this chick is walking and what kind of dress she has on yeah. and what type of heels she has on, is that worth what I've built over there? And, and what she, what and what she says, man. Yeah. People don't understand what a woman said. You got, okay, look at it like this. If you got, and these are stories I've heard from women, because like I said, I've messed with married women. So when you have a situation where you know this woman is not hearing these things, She's mm-hmm. not seeing these things. She's not being paid attention to. And then let's just say me. I came in and when I saw her at work, I complimented her. Uh, when I wanted to be nice, I bought her something mm-hmm. or I offered to. That's why I said for me, and I said a couple of podcasts ago, when we went out that night, Frank was there and Artesian, it was all these guys over. I let them. Let them be over because I know sometimes from time to time I drop the ball of saying, you're beautiful today. You're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. And when a new nigga see it, he going to see everything I saw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to always see. I'm six years deep. I ain't going to always see what I saw at the beginning six years in the game mm-hmm. because I know who this person is now. I know what you are. I know what you're not. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. And some days those things are going to make me feel like, ah, I want to be here. I don't. Mm-hmm. Then some days you may love all their imperfections and their perfect imperfections, mm-hmm. but you just have one of them days. And for men, when they say the flesh is weak, the, if, no doubt, the dick is a whole nother brain, and that's it's it's so true. And sometimes if you don't, like you said, masturbating sometimes can help you to where you masturbate. And you're like, all right, right. I took get the that, edge off. Get the, what they it's, call that baby batter. Yeah, get that baby know, batter yeah. off your brain. <laughs> and I took you know you take the edge off, <laughs> and it helps you. But what do you do? when it's as a man, it's always there. It continuously then comes don't back. Don't get in a relationship, man. I'm gonna tell oh, you like this, on, Obama. Brandon. Obama. <laughs> the biggest thing I've heard before, and I may have told this story in the podcast. I went to a church one day, and this black pastor was doing a celebration and anniversary service for a couple who had been married 66 years. Mm. The lady got up; it was his mother. He said, "Hey, mom, you know, I want you to just talk to them about love because the message is about love and togetherness and building family." And she was like, "One of the first things I had to do with my husband for us to last 66 years was forgiveness, forgive him again." Forgive him again. Forgive him again. Mm-hmm. Think about this. If you're in a relationship. 66. 66, bro. Think if you're in a relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm me and Artesia. We're in a relationship. I break up with her today for whatever the issue is. You think I'm not supposed to get with another girl that don't have any issues? Mm-hmm. So the mistakes right, right. that she may make, right. all I can do or I may make, all we can both do if we really care about each other is try to work through that, mm-hmm. figure it out, and keep moving. For the dumbasses who think that their grandparents, or I hear people say, I want to be like my grandparents or my parents. You don't think the motherfuckers went through shit just because you didn't see the shit? Don't mean your daddy didn't get his dick sucked. Don't mean your mama didn't get bent over backwards by another dude or whatever the case may be. None of this right. shit is fucking perfect. And bro. it, does, and it well, doesn't mean... And I'm not that. saying you should cheat because cheating right. is not the only way to be an infidel. Right. You know, for a sexual cheating, but... But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like When you talk about, oh, I want to be like my grandparents and all that, ask your grandmother how many times your granddaddy cheated. Especially back yeah, in the day. That's what I'm saying. When you hear people Ask say, oh, her. I want to be like back in the 70s. You don't think them niggas was fucking when it was no rubbers? Man. No goddamn AIDS? AIDS. <laughs> All they did was had a baby. That was the worst fucking thing that can happen. Now your whole life can end if you get the wrong piece of pussy. Mm-hmm. And like they like they used to say, um, I mean, because I could talk to my grandmother now all the time. Uh, 
they would say as long as now, not to say that you should accept cheating and all that, because I think like we were kind of talking about the other day in the group, I mean, communication is very important. Very important. But but the fact of the matter is, there's a certain mindset to it, especially when I've talked to women who talked about this. You know, you understand, and not to say that okay, well, when you get with a guy, you got to expect that he's gonna cheat because all oh, men cheat. No, but fact is, if you get in a relationship, like I was kind of saying earlier. If I get married to a woman, then there's certain expectations that comes along with that kind of lifestyle. So as long as I'm taking care of home, right, and that doesn't change, when that starts to change and you out there living your life and, and you messing up home, then you probably need to think about doing something different. Yeah. You know, but, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that it's okay to cheat, but if you understand that this is my life and then this is just something that I, some desire that I'm succumbing to, but I'm not trying to change this, then that's a that's a possibility. I'm not condoning it, yeah. but I'm saying that's just the but reality of possibility. This over here can change this over here. As, as it can, if it they can. find out, yeah. Or or if you start slipping, yeah. You know what I mean? If you start slipping and you realize lazy, that, yeah. right? This is this. If you start to have an effect on what's going on with your life, then I agree with you. You might need to reevaluate your situation. You just might need to do that. You've never like I said, I'm not condoning no, it. Man. Like then, <laughs> why am I cheating? If if, if I'm going to cheat, then I don't need to be with nobody. Because I feel like when you when you get with someone, then you have consciously made that decision. This is why women love gay men. Right. That you're going to be committed to this person. So you have decided that I'm going to be committed to this person. Do you think you would ever cheat? Um, No, because, I mean, I'm thinking like, hell, if... if I never if thought I'm I would not, mess with a married woman. I mm-hmm. never. Like, growing up, being who I was, I was like, I'll never... Okay, so you... So you I mean, I've messed I like with the, a married man. Okay, so I was reading the body language. So you haven't cheat, cheated, but you've been someone who's cheated with. Okay. You, okay. Well, you're still in the same boat. Get on the boat. You're just in the back. That's the only difference. You're still <laughs> so you're on, on this fucking boat. I mean, but see, but see, I think the difference is I didn't know that they were married until like later. Okay. So you had already developed feelings and you kept doing what you were doing at some point, right? Um. Yes. That means the smack means yes. <laughs> I went to school for reading people. The smack body means language. Yes. Body language. The smack means yes. Even if it was one. He two didn't times, end it right away. Is nigga, what he believe said. Believe you me. When when the girl came to me. And thought that oh, he man. had found out. Matter of fact, not even that. When it first happened, I was like, I'm wrong. But then when she kept calling and kept coming back, I was kind of like, this is her fight, not mine. Right. I'm just here to get the vagina. And I'm here to enjoy it. If she gets caught, she gets caught. Just don't get caught in my shit. <laughs> but I kept going, even when I felt like, I think... What I just what made me justify was she wants it. She's already I'm not damaging the relationship. The relationship was already damaged because how else did it get to this? And it point? might actually enhance it. It may enhance it. But I'm gonna tell you when I felt bad. I felt bad when and this is this is just it's fucking real. It, it felt bad when she got pregnant by me mm. and he thought it was his. Mm. And that's when I was like, this shit has got to stop. Right. But of course she couldn't have it because of certain things. But it was the point of the matter that she came back and was like when he went to the doctor with me and found out, he thought that it was us. So I was like, damn, that's fucked up. And for me, I was like, ah, I ain't a jealous person. But I was like, I would be so mad if I'm, if Artesia wrote up in this bitch and she like, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh, Word. you got a kid? But it ain't yours. Ooh. I'm like, bitch, you got five seconds to get out of here <laughs> yeah. before you go out the balcony. Four, bal- three, Before you and that baby one. go out the balcony. <laughs> so when I started thinking like that, I was like, you know what? This shit is fucked up. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. Got to back out. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, as a man, it's, it's hard to explain cheating, for one, because only an open-minded person can hear you out mm-hmm. and say, I disagree, 
but I understand. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I no, 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 no. I know that's you're not to yeah. be funny. You're gay. You're open minded. Period. Yeah. But the point of the matter is, you have people. You have so many women that'll listen to this podcast. I know two women in particular that'll listen to this and say bullshit. But I guarantee, if you're honest with me, because a lot of times you can't call people on their shit because they're not honest with you mm-hmm. for you to call them on their shit. The thing about this podcast, I try to bring people on and let them know what I'm about to where it's like, we're going to be honest to where we could both discuss some of our faults and maybe mm-hmm. other people's faults. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to come on this bitch and act like you've never done anything wrong, right. this is the wrong place for you. Let's not do that. This is a reality, baby. I ain't going to say that. I've done some, some well, wrong things. But, but yeah, far as, far as cheating, man, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult <laughs> pill to swallow for somebody who's being cheated on mm-hmm. and it's a difficult pill to dish to somebody who doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the realest shit was baby boy when Tyree said, I lie to these hoes because I lie to you about these hoes because I love you. Mm-hmm. I tell these hoes the truth because I don't care about them. Right. And they got to know. You know it's what I mean? You, and, and again, there's levels to this if thing. If you're going to cheat, you better tell a side bitch that you got somebody. You got you to. Don't, that bitch is going to be trying to be number one from yeah, jump. Yeah, we, we ain't got that and kind I'm of gonna potential. I'm going to tell you this. The number one Type of side chicks. People get it misconstrued. It is not the hood chicks. Mm. It is not the trailer trash bitches. It's the motherfuckers with degrees mm-hmm. who speak so eloquently and the ones who, who, think, not, they deserve. who think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. So they feel like, you know what? I'll deal with this for a little bit and try to dress it up and say, I'm doing it because he's doing it. And I just want, no, bitch. These, re- these girls are falling in love. And it's so many, it's crazy because oh, I have so God. many women in my head them. that I'm thinking and I'm like, it's all these career-oriented women. It's women who are trying to be like Michelle Obama but don't have the standards of her, but acting like they deserve what she had. You, your standards are not even like hers. Mm-hmm. I mean, she definitely had to get there. I'm sure she... I mean, I didn't watch that movie with Southside with you. I, mean, I, I didn't watch what, that one either. I watched mm-hmm. Barry, though. I don't know what, you know, they uh, you know, portrayed her as, but I'm sure she was... These women ain't even seen Southside with you, probably. These just are people <laughs> who see them on TV, like they see Beyonce in them, and say, I want this. I want that. This is the, the type of man I have yeah. that I want. But if you know their lifestyle, they don't have anything that would put them in direct correlation with what they're wanting. Mm-hmm. So you can't talk about something like that when your mind ain't even right. Like R. Kelly said, is a mind right? Is a heart right? <laughs> Shit, because that's what matters. That's what, that's what fucking matters. So that's all I got, man. I'm wrapping this bitch up. We done did a little bit over an hour. Ah. Century Club. Wait a minute. It is. You know what? I haven't <laughs> talked about that. Episode 100. You should feel special, man. Oh, this episode This 100? is episode 100? 100. 100. Triple, I, I, triple I started, digits I started right to do something big, you know, like we talked about doing an event, but I was like, nah, because like I was telling him, you don't want to fumble. And you don't want to get too excited about it because I want to get to 200. But this is episode yeah. 100, man. I do appreciate the listeners who've continued to listen. It's been a long time coming. We've had a, you've been around the whole time. There's been a lot of people who come, a lot of people who go. There's been times I didn't want to do it. I'm still here. We're still doing it. Thanks to Blog Talk Radio and Jay Soderberg for allowing me to be on this platform. A hundred, man. A hundred. That's, hey, that's a milestone, man. But we I, congratulations. Been, and a lot of people was like, you could have been at a hundred a long time ago. You know, we were doing the bonus episodes right. and stuff like that. Right. But when I do a hundred episodes, I want when I do a hundred, I literally want it to be something with substance. Mm-hmm. Or like when I create an episode, the reason there's difference, the bonus episodes are normally more so just me talking. Mm-hmm. Me talking about personal opinion. But when we have actual episodes, I really want it to be where it's not just my opinion. It's more mm-hmm. people's opinions bouncing off each other. So before we get out of here, what would you tell a person? What would what's something that you would want? a person to understand about you you may not even give a shit if people understand you knowing you but if it's something about gay people or the black community that you would say hey this is what it is 
or it's not what you think or you should take time? Like, what would you tell people that you would want to make aware of why you guys are who you are? I mean, I think... Uh, Poorly just, worded question, but you get Just it. the black community in general should be more um, open to listening as, to far, as far as, like, why we are gay or if we feel like we were born this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think, like, like you said earlier, so many times people think that you're less than a man because you're gay when really a lot of the times a gay man is doing more than what the straight man would do for... Y'all working two and three jobs almost all the fucking mm-hmm. time. All so, the gay dudes I know are working times three. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's just like you just need to be more like, like we've been talking about, open-minded about, I mean, everything. I mean, because yes, re- I feel like religion does play a big part in that and yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. growing up I mean because I grew up in the church but a lot of times the pastors that we grew up under were twisting and turning the words of the Bible mm-hmm. for what they wanted what they to. wanted it to be of so course that's why you need to read and learn and do things for your like you said for your own understanding so yeah. you can know that this is really not how it is in the Bible he just saying it this way yeah. so you can make you think it this way do you feel like do you wish do you, let me see. How would I say this? Do you regret anything in your path along the way to get to this point? Um, do you, like even with yourself, like fuck people. Sometimes I feel like we don't understand. Fuck people. What would you change or what do you regret doing to yourself or treating yourself? Like maybe you would have came out earlier. You know what I'm saying? If you had the mind power you mm-hmm. do now, I feel like or willpower. I mean, I was definitely completely different growing up. I was like shy and didn't talk much yeah. and all that. I feel like if 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 I would change anything, I would be outspoken like I am now. Yeah, mm. you know, growing up. Okay, what would be something that you would say to people if you wanted people to understand from an African perspective? Because mm. I know you're more in touch with your. You're, I know I can almost guarantee you're more in touch with your heritage and ancestry than I am. But what would you tell people that you want them to understand about Africans or you know not African Americans, but mm-hmm. having parents and you being a fir- what is it first generation mm-hmm. American here? Yeah. What would you tell people the misconception is about? Africans. Well, I, you know, I say that, um, you know, obviously the media has a large role in shaping people's perception about Africa. Yeah. And so just just understand that Africa is not the jungle or all jungle as they portray it to yeah. be on TV. And that it's a very civilized place with buildings and roads and, <laughs> and skyscrapers and everything else. Like do do your own independent research and form your own opinion and don't succumb to the images that have been force fed to you throughout your life about Africans yeah. or Africa period. Yeah. The only thing I would tell people, I don't know. I, I have such a don't give a shit attitude. <laughs> right. It's like when I think I about that. when I think about what <laughs> would I tell people? Only thing like you know how you see these Starbucks commercials and shit now where it's like be good to people. Mm-hmm. Like really be good to people. Yes. Like really be genuinely good to people. And 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 we we talked about reciprocity a lot last year. But I think it's just like the people who do for you, try to do for them. Mm-hmm. And I know I've been poor about that. I actually had a homegirl, I won't say her name, but I had a homegirl hit me up around Christmas time and she's like, I got a bone to pick with you. And I was like, Well, what is that bone? And she was like, Well, you don't show reciprocity like you talk about it. And I was like, Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna listen to you, even though mm-hmm. I didn't agree, because mm-hmm. in my mind, in order to show reciprocity, you have to be doing something for me for me to do something for you. Mm-hmm. And if you and, and if you are doing something for me and you never pick up the phone to call me or you never punch your token or ticket to use the favor that you've given me, mm-hmm. how is that not reciprocity? Right. So when I told her that, I was like, hey, look, that was my issue. That's what I think. I feel like I get what you're saying. I'm listening to what you're saying. But it's not my fault if you haven't punched the ticket to use your favors mm-hmm. as I have. Right. So if you want reciprocity, call on it. 
If you do something for somebody, call on them to do for you. Sometimes people don't even know it, but I'll even ask a favor of somebody to test them mm-hmm. to see if they will do for me. Prime example, my brother this past week, I said, hey, man, I need $120. I'll pay you back. He's like, don't worry about paying me back. Not to be funny, I didn't need the 120 mm-hmm. But the fact that he did it, because I haven't asked him for anything in so long, he's going to listen to this podcast and be like, this nigga took my 120 <laughs> But he gave it to me. <laughs> and he <laughs> said, don't give it back. <laughs> but he said, don't give it back. But the reason he did that, I feel like, is because over the years, there's been times that he needed things, and he asked me, and I never said, pay me back. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never, when I give something to somebody, I don't ever be like, hey, right. if, even if they say, I'll pay you back, I'll be like, don't pay me. Don't, right. don't say that. Because yeah, don't if it. you say it, then you can't. And especially if, if it's a small amount, maybe so. But if you borrow six, seven hundred dollars from a nigga, you ain't got it to pay back because that means your payback is your next check, which means you're going to be short again. Mm-hmm. So I don't, agree with that. yeah, so don't do that. So, again, man, that's all we got. This is the reality is where filter becomes extinct. Thanks to Brandon. Where can they find you at on social media? Um, on Instagram, it's B-Boy Blues and I'm not on Twitter. So I need you to fucking start cooking. You see this right here? <laughs> Look at this. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. He needs to cook. The reason I'm doing this is he can cook. You see this? We out here buying plates from other people. <laughs> really? And it's about 15 of those in there. So, you can cook. <laughs> Get this side. You don't even need a side job. If you work your nine to five and you cook, because he can cook, mm-hmm. get it done, bro. Get in you don't the need, kitchen. You don't even need a website. Get a few pictures, because I think the girl that I get there from, I don't think she has a website. It's just Facebook. Mm. And she promotes it. And now everybody, I mean, me and Artiza both have put her on to like eight to ten people. Nice. Yeah, word, word of mouth. If you can cook, it's going to get out there. Get it out there. Brandon can cook. Yeah. Uh, B-Boy Blues. Brandon Spillman on Facebook. Yeah. If you want somebody who can uh, meal prep, Inbox this there nigga Whether you know him or not He can still do it Cause the only way We gonna get this nigga going Is just to push him out Yeah you make him do it Yeah where can they, That's a good way And where can they find you At on social media Frank Oh well uh, You can you can find me Oh at, yeah he ain't on Facebook This nigga he, I got kicked off Facebook banned. That's a, that's another podcast story But I am on Instagram At uh, Black Ghost So that's B-L-K Underscore G-H-S-T 75 Black Ghost uh, On Instagram And then of course You can check out The Melanin Origins Website and on Facebook and Instagram, Melanin Origins. You search us and you're gonna find us. And you got the new book coming out next next month. Yes, March the twentieth, right on. Um, you know, it's Women's Women's Month, and then also the start of spring, March twentieth. Dr. Yvette Faye Francis McBarnett, she was a champion in sickle cell research. Yeah. So we're we're trying to uh, kind of re-educate our people because obviously it plagues our people more than others. Oh, for sure, for um, sure. So we're trying to do something like that, bringing the, the health consciousness also. That's a bet. And on March 24th, the reality is we'll be presenting a woman's work where we will have a panel of three professional women. We'll be talking about uh, what it's like to be married, what it's like to be in relationships, successful business. We're also going to get to the nitty gritty, talking about relationships, sex, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So it'll be at on March 24th at 7 p.m. at Wild Detectives Bookstore. Nice. We have flyers that'll be made and be out this week. We'll be promoting on social media. So I just want to let you guys know we what is this today? Twenty. Today is the Monday. That's Monday. This will post on next oh, it's Monday. Monday. Yeah, oh, wow. it's Monday. And this episode will post on next Monday, the 100th episode. I'll try to keep it in, in the house. You know, sometimes I get happy and I put it out. But <laughs> now we're on a different format. I want to use this one for next Monday. Yeah. But yeah, man, y'all keep in touch with everything the reality is by going to www.thatherealityis.com. You can find me at Sir Robert Paul on Instagram, Anthony Roberts at Facebook. You can follow us on uh, The Reality Is on all things social media, Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, everything, man. And email us at info 
at therealityis.com. That's info at T-H-A, therealityis.com. If you want to be on the show, if you want to suggest somebody to be on the show, if you want to email us about topics or send us a topic that you want us to discuss, be sure to email us again at info at therealityis.com. And always remember to inhale courage to excel success. We'll check you out next week. 18. Oh, 18. Call my beer. Call Sharita. All is link up. All oh, ain't no days off. Let some paid off. These niggas play soft. We just play ball. At American Public University, we believe higher education is not one size fits all. That's why we offer 200 modern programs that build on your knowledge and fit your schedule. Because we believe universities should adapt to the needs of students, not the other way around. American Public University. Within reach, without limits. Online classes start every month. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.